Every month on My Paranormal Story, I like to try and give you a bonus episode, something interesting or fun and a little different from all my other episodes. And this month, I have something very special to share with you. As you probably know by now, or if not, you should know, every October, I have the pleasure of being a guest host on another podcast with two of my best friends. The podcast is called Behind the Funny. And it's hosted by two comedian friends of mine, Asa Cito and Scott Higgins. Every week, they interview people from the entertainment world, especially comedians, to talk about their interests outside of comedy. And naturally, a few years ago, for Halloween, they asked me to be a guest so I could talk about my paranormal experiences. And it turned out that my stories and some of the EVPs that I got to play we're giving Scott a bit of a fright. So from there, my yearly visit became co-hosting for the entire month of October, every year, which by the way, was renamed Scott-tober, because the goal is to freak out Scott as much as possible with paranormal stories. Now this eventually led to us having other guests come on the show, mostly from the paranormal field. And we've had the luxury of interviewing some very interesting and well-known people like Jason Hawes, Andrea Perrin, Joe Chin, Ken DaCosta, and the paranormal couple, Cody and Satori, just to name a few. You can find all these episodes and many other great episodes on their podcast. Again, it's called Behind the Funny, and you can find it wherever you get podcasts. But for this episode here on my podcast... I want to play a very cool interview we did with one of my favorite people from the paranormal field. A couple of weeks ago, we had the pleasure of speaking with Steve Gonzalez from Ghost Hunters. That TV show and the people from TAPS are one of the main reasons I became a paranormal investigator. I've looked up to Steve for many years now, and we had a great conversation with him. He told us a lot about how he became a paranormal investigator, how he got on to the TV show, and some of his best spooky stories and experiences, too. And we also had a lot of laughs. And I even got to go into the weeds a little bit with him and talk about some of the nerdy technical stuff involved in paranormal investigation. So if you're a fan of the show, if you're a fan of his, or if you're just a fan of the Paranormal Investigation, this is a great interview to check out. So I hope you listen and enjoy. Be careful. Be careful. He's, and, he, he's and, and Scott Higgins, both of them coked up out of their minds. <laughs> Ah, listen to you. <laughs> He's down in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think we should call this the acement. The acement, yes. Yeah, yeah, what do you oh. think there, huh? I like that. Uh, the acement studios. Oh. Excuse me, I'm drinking beer. Hold on a second. We, we usually drink bourbon on our end <laughs> yeah, right. the podcast, so That's all right. feel free to enjoy yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shoot an eight ball if you want. We don't care, as long as it's good stories. <laughs> Welcome to the Acement, everybody. It's time to go behind the funny. <laughs> 
for Ace's favorite time of the year, as you yes. can tell by our favorite third mic co-host, Tom Stewart. That's right. my favorite time of year. Too. You know what this October. means. We are well into Scottober. Yes, folks. this is our second show yes. in Scottober, and there's not enough bourbon dates to help me out this nope. month. Nope. <laughs> but our bourbon date tonight, Scotty Boy went to New Hampshire. Yes, stopped at the New Hampshire liquor up. store and got something uh, we've never tried before. Yeah, Cleveland Underground. Oh, hey Peter, it's my Underground <laughs> Bourbon. Oh, it's nasty. It made it's nasty. in my <laughs> Made it in so the basement. It made it in the basement. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's on the, the the label looks like the periodic table BC <laughs> whatever the hell that is bourbon whiskey finished with black cherry wood yeah I said wood that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah wood yeah yeah wood uh, but uh, no we're uh, we're well into Scottober we're so excited we had Ken DaCosta from Rise Up Paranormal on last week talking a little bit about our investigations that we did with him yes yes uh, ken's always a great guest my good friend oh, yes hope yeah. you guys enjoy my exactly. mentor tom's yeah, mentor mentor for paranormal investigation he hates That's when right. i say that though yeah he's he's a pretty humble guy yeah. i know no but we we loved having ken on and now we're so excited because you know what this is cool. i mean you know <laughs> We had that guy Jason on from Ghost Hunters last year. Yeah, Who? that guy. Yeah, actually, two two years. Didn't we? Two have years him on ago. Two years. Two years yes, ago. Yes. And uh, you know, it was all right. He was okay. <laughs> but uh, but we we wanted this guy on for a while, and it just so happens now, perfect timing. Not only is has, does he have a little bit of downtime from ghost hunting? Oh, I just gave it away. Uh, but also, <laughs> great radio tease. Yeah, you like that. But also, he uh, he just recently wrote a book, and so we are so excited to welcome to the Behind the Funny Scottober Special Edition Podcast, Mr. Steve Gonzalez. Yes. And there he is. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Gentlemen, hello. How's it going? <laughs> yes. It's going oh, I'm great. I'm so psyched to see him on our screen. I he know. Is, he's been with <clears throat> Ghost Hunters since the beginning, so anyone who watched the show knows who he is. Right, and, right. And... and in the world of investigating, he's you know probably, well, probably on the on, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he's probably on the Mount Rushmore. He's like, so please, Steve, please keep going. Yeah, I know he's humble too. They yeah. are, they're all very and, humble. And, and definitely, Steve, you are the calmest of all of the people <laughs> well, in in ghost hunting. Because anytime yeah. I watch you on TV, anytime I see you, you're just always nice and even keeled and fine. You just go about your business, Until and I'm like. I'd be running, screaming out the door every single time when, when something happens, and you just kind of go about your business and find until until there's a spider web introduced, <laughs> and then you lose your shit. And it's so funny because it's such a such a total opposite of how you are. Like you would think that you would be like crazy scared at you know when certain things happen like shadow goes by you're like oh wow that was a shadow but but a spider web goes across your face and you're like, <laughs> it's just so when did you when did you develop that fear of spider webs oh gosh <laughs> uh, that, um, that's been with, with me as, as long as I can remember really I've never liked those little suckers uh, I still don't uh, luckily, I work with really awesome people who uh, will take care of them for me. They'll do a sweep first. <laughs> yeah. um, on the, the TV side of things, they really do. They'll let me know, hey, you know, be careful. Or they don't want me to sort of freak out during, say, if we're 
talking to a client or showing them evidence. Right. They make sure the table is is clear for me because we end up in some of those places. But even on on the team side, right? Jay, uh, he has no problem getting rid of them for me. Tango has no problem. Uh, really? Mary will tell me about them, but she won't. <laughs> for me <laughs> she won't get rid of it <laughs> she's not a fan either so so they've never messed with you and say oh yeah that's clear go ahead and go down there and then watch you walk into one and laugh their ass off they would never let me walk into one they would See, let me yeah. probably walk into a room where eventually i would find one on my own yeah they know where to, they would never let me go. Yeah, into. intentionally. See, comedians are assholes. Yeah. We yeah. totally oh, we would totally do it. Let each other. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. we knew that about each other, we would let that yeah. happen yeah. just so we could laugh at each other. And then we would film it. Yeah. You know what? The best part of one of the best parts about TV show Ghost Hunters, which has always made me love it, was that you guys let your personalities come out. Yeah. Show. Yeah. You yeah. can see what a bond you all have as friends together. You'll play pranks. You'll you'll tease each other. But you also look out for each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, and we've learned so much about you as a person from the show. And it's not always just about the locations or the ghosts. You know, right, like, right, we right. know you're afraid of spiders. We know you're you're like afraid to fly is another one. Um, like, how did you get to like Alcatraz? Did you drive across the country for that? Or? <laughs> I did, yeah. You drove you all really? the way to San Francisco and then jumped oh, on a yeah. ferry? <laughs> uh, yep. We all took a ferry there. Um, yeah. Because it is, it is an island, so we got yeah, it. yes. Um, but uh, to get across the country, yeah, I, I drove. Um, every time you've ever seen any of our shows around the West Coast, uh, I'm 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 in the car. Actually, you're there driving. There is one or once or twice I've taken a train. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's a blast. If anybody wants to take a cross country, so you have to leave a week before everyone else to <laughs> to get to the location. That's, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, wow. about a week. Uh, yep. But uh, oh, it's my own, uh, you know, it's a, I guess, a self-fulfilling uh, destiny of, of uh, road travel. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what a great way to see the country, though. Oh, see, yeah. And, and paint it in a bright light. <laughs> I love that, that you guys are going into places that have scared the hell out of other people. But at the same time, <clears throat> you have these other things that, right. you know, make you nervous. It just makes you real people. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, like you that's were, like you were just saying. Show. That's what, that, that's that's what's what great I think it. separates them from all the other shows. Right. That have tried to copy them because I feel they're like, real people. Yeah, those people just come off as a little bit fake, mm. and you guys really never have. Thank you. Um, you you'll see that uh, at least what I've noticed is, you know, the shows that uh, find some longevity, uh, mm -hmm. they seem to have already have known each other. You know, if you look right. at uh, our show, certainly uh, Jay and I knew each other. Uh, long before Ghost Hunters, uh, I joined uh, up with him in, in the 90s. Uh, and uh, Tango, although we didn't know him beforehand, somehow he fit right in. Right yeah. in. Yeah. And yeah. he became everybody's best friend uh, somehow. You know, it's not yeah. very easy. You know, we're, we're New Englanders here. It's uh, not uh, always. Yeah. That guy's all the way in Jersey? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like right? Jersey? What's Jersey doing in Massachusetts? <laughs> right. right. Not exactly the easiest to get a, you know. To, and you and uh, Tango have almost become like a comedy team yourselves. Yeah. Like your segments of the show always seem to be uh, the part where it's kind of like a little bit of comic relief. 
you know, you guys have such a banter between each play. other. You yeah. work off each other so well. And, you know, you'll you'll reenact things just off the top of your heads or, you know, oh, look, there's a trumpet. Let's play the trumpet <laughs> yeah, and right. see if that does. It. And right. you guys just seem to have a real bond together. Yeah. Um, it, it happened pretty quickly, you know, that we, we met. And then I'd say within a, a week we were hanging out to, you know, every day he was around yeah and uh, it's uh it's awesome you know he's really cool and uh we all investigate with the same sort of mentality so i think that right and that's that's well. probably how you guys all gelled is because you already investigated in a very similar way even before you got together right yeah yep uh, that's one of the things that um I liked about you know the way uh, Jay ran his team back in the day, which was it was Rhode Island Paranormal. Mm. Uh, I would see uh, on his uh, website, which you know the web was in its infancy, yeah. quite obviously. Um, there would be you know pictures of supposed ghosts and explanations of what they could be, and and uh, he was giving away awards to people who weren't. Uh, charging money for their services, you know, mm -hmm. just like little web accolades, that sort of thing. And I was like, that's it exactly. You know, so I started reaching out to him um, back in the 90s. And um, yeah, that, that's how we connected was in the early days of the Internet. Were you investigating with a team uh, before you met Jay or kind of on your own? Like when you started investigating, how did you get started in this? I, I was investigating, and um, I started my own team okay. in New England, and um, we uh, did cases even in the early episodes of Ghost Hunters. Uh, you'll see some of my team members uh, came oh, wow. out of, of different episodes. Uh, there was a gentleman named Mike Dion. Uh, he was uh, an investigator from my team, Yep, uh, and there were a few others that would uh, come in and out because every once in a while we would find ourselves, you know, in an asylum and there were only a few of us who, right. you know, where the show was really our main focus. It was uh, for everyone else, you know, they, they can't just leave their careers and jobs. And right. Right. So, uh, we would have to maybe get uh, some helping hands in some of the larger places. And uh, back then we always wanted to also pay uh, and still we, we do, you'll see with a ghost nation and other shows, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jay uh, and uh, Grant, myself, we were all very big on making sure that the local teams got the proper respect, too. So if there was a case, you'll see in a lot of the episodes, if there's a case uh, and a, it's a team that, uh, you know, is involved, we'll have them investigate with yeah, right. them. And uh, whether what they're, you know, sometimes it can be a little tricky because they may not investigate the same way you do. Right, right. They may think, some things are paranormal that necessarily uh, I or Jay don't think uh, yeah. or Tango doesn't think is, is paranormal or even Sherry. Uh, Sherry has a pretty strict filter yeah. uh, himself uh, when it comes to evidence. So that can be a little tricky, but you get through it all. You all work together and uh, you'll see that a lot in, in the episodes. So what made you get into paranormal in the first place? And, and I don't know if, you know, everyone has their own, it seems like everyone had their own experience and some people are willing to share that some people aren't so if you're not I totally get it but if you know if you don't mind uh, I never had like a scary experience that got okay. me in, involved uh, or really interested 
uh, mine stemmed from uh, being afraid of that sort of thing. And I was a, a kid, uh, and there was a movie called The Entity, mm-hmm. and um, it scared the, the, you know, I wasn't supposed to be watching it. I was quite young. So. <laughs> yeah. It's usually how it happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and mom, you know, she uh, told me over and over again, it's make-believe. You know, it's, uh, why are you even watching this? What are you doing? You know, you're eight years old or whatever. Um, and uh, then I saw, I must have just been old enough to read, you know, but I remember seeing it said, uh, this uh, is a, a fictionalized account of, of tr- a true incident, you know. And I remember that wor- those words, true incident, and I was like, mm-hmm. and it really sent me for, uh, you know, a bit, a bit of a loop. Yeah. Uh, that's what got me interested. Uh, I would say within a six months to a year, I was at the library and, and at bookstores and mm-hmm. uh, getting every book I could get my hands on. Uh, that talked about the paranormal, whether it be stories about or, you know, the people who actually investigate it, like right. Auerbach and, and Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, Harry Price, and, you know, even John. Yeah. Yeah, a lot See, of people and- don't realize there's a line of paranormal research going back decades right. before mm-hmm. there was ever a TV show. But I feel like your TV show, even more so than any of the others, really brought it to the forefront and really made people be more comfortable with the acceptance of that there are paranormal things right. out there. Where, where 20, 30 years ago, people were afraid to even mention that they think there might be a ghost in their house. Right. Where today, people are almost like happy to announce it. But, you know, I, I think you bring up you brought up something about how you started doing research and, and going to the library and reading. That's one of the things I think that set ghost hunters apart from day one was there was always a research part. There was always a research side. So you guys would go into a town and there would be the urban legend of what happened at that house. And then you guys would go back and go, no, no, there was never this person that lived here that committed suicide or, you know, oh, there was a person in the town that was named this, but that's not what happened to them. Like, it was always very, very um, methodical. I guess is and that's what I loved about the show is yes it was crazy to see a rocking chair move on its own or a doll move on its own but I like the fact that you guys went in with a very systematic methodical right. approach. It wasn't just sensationalism. Right. You guys actually mm-hmm. did the work behind it yeah. to see you know who were the landowners? What happened here in the past? The the true history behind that property, that building, whatever the town, you know, what was going on, right. those type of things. Yeah, we always try to uh, get to the bottom of things. The the truth really is uh, the most important, and uh, fooling ourselves really doesn't do anybody and, and mm-hmm. help the client. It doesn't help, and we find that. Uh, things that come out in our investigations ends up in, and this sounds corny, but it's true. We've seen it ends up in, you know, the local uh, school literature for kids Mm -hmm. ends up on plaques in museums and things like that. So people really start to believe in it and it becomes embedded in the local uh, history and culture. Right. That's a, you know, a weight that we don't take very lightly. We need to make sure that, uh, so even if the uh, history it doesn't make sense to what is happening. You have to think why. Well, are we misinterpreting what's happening here? And, and some investigators don't like to do research ahead of time, mm-hmm. because then it sort of can lead you. You know, for instance, if I heard somebody 
died here in, in my uh, room here, and, and uh, there was a, the mechanism was a stabbing, say. Um, if I believe that story, anything that happens here, I'm just going to assume it's that. Or right. And just investigate that, and that's it. Uh, so some people like to go in and just root have the experience and then research later and see if it jives and uh, that's mm -hmm. cool too, as long as you do the, the research <clears throat> um but thank you that that's uh has always yeah. been uh important for us and even before the show we always you know we would uh, we wouldn't just take pictures and be like this is a ghost we would send right. it to uh, kodak labs or a similar lab to have it analyzed really and, uh, we would go to different extents and um I think that may be one of the reasons, uh, you know, the show took off, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and quite honestly, uh, you're right. Uh, we, you know, the, the field was in a different place back then, uh, you know, as a team uh, and Jay and Grant, uh, you know, we, we'd all sort of uh, said no to a TV show for a few years. And, and mm -hmm. one of the reasons uh, was that we couldn't take you anywhere. How can we take you to this, a person's house, a camera coup, and they don't want anybody to know their house is haunted. Right. Yeah. Really cool. Good they point. get eyebrows in the grocery store, you know, they're, they're murmured about behind their back. That was all true back then. Um, so I think that once we, you know, did it and, and, and uh, went ahead with it, and then people saw how we investigated, they went, uh, you know, I don't know if I believe in that stuff or not, but if I were to investigate it, that's how I would do it. I would try mm -hmm. to get to the bottom of things. I wouldn't think everything was a ghost. And I, and I think people appreciated that and, and it and it resonated. It helped open yeah. people's minds, the show. But it also it was a double-edged sword because then every young group of friends all wanted to become paranormal yes. investigators. So every block had a new team of investigators <laughs> yeah. trying to go into people's houses and right. you know, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> you were one of them. <laughs> we all became garage bands right. wanting to be the next Aerosmith or right. something. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, except in this case, some of these people were going into houses and claiming things that they had no you know, <clears throat> reason to be claiming. Yeah. You know? And um, Well that that's gonna happen whenever something becomes popular popular right, right. Yeah. but you know yeah. and, and correct me if i'm wrong it sounds like you guys do you know we we watch the show and we, we see the results of things but you guys do a lot of legwork and research that we don't ever see uh necessarily yeah. on the tv show you know maybe before you even get to the location once you get to the location i mean you you guys have already put a ton of work in ahead of time to prepare for the the actual investigation part of it yeah, we know. I mean, honestly, how much information we know is up to us individually. Mm -hmm. uh, there have been some investigators who would rather not know that much and, and just, uh, you know, but uh, personally, myself, I like to get uh, a, a lot of it. And, uh, yeah, you know, Jay, uh, especially, you know, and myself, uh, uh, Tango and, and Sherry, we're allowed to have the, you know, I'll use the words right or refusal, say. Mm -hmm. uh, we can say yes or no to cases. Uh, we can, you know, suggest cases. We get them mostly from people contacting us and, and wanting help or needing assistance in some way. Um, but, yeah, uh, we can get as much info as we want ahead of time. And uh, we stand. What, what would be a reason you'd refuse a case? Um, it, it depends. Uh, there are a, a few reasons if we Just, can sort of you know, just counsel them at, at a distance and, and okay. let them know that, um, 
you know, that uh, what they're experiencing might be that they're misinterpreting things and, and trying to get them some um, that way. Uh, the frequency might not be high enough to, say, bring a whole television show. Right, yeah. right. Once in the last three years, uh, then when are, you know, our chances going there? And, and right. uh, so that may sort of say, okay, well, but then what we do is uh, – there's a, a group, a, a network of teams around the country and the world, really, that uh, is, is a family that uh, the team has put together. Uh, so we always, even if we don't go as a, a television show. You can refer them. You yeah. do. Yeah, we yeah. refer them. Because you know that team is going to investigate in the same with the same level of integrity that you guys are going to investigate it in. That's right. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah, they, they follow our same sort of protocols, procedures, their guidelines for them to, to join that sort of thing. And you know what's interesting? So when we were at the Conjuring House, uh, we, you know. Have a drink, we, Scott. No, no. Have a sip. No, I because actually, <laughs> no, I'm going to give Scott props because as much of a baby as he can be about this. It's a backhanded compliment. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm about to get to the compliment. Uh, he. We we had something. We were in the basement, oh, and there okay. was a younger uh, a younger brother and sister. It was his 18th birthday, so yes. the sister bought him an overnight at the at, at the farmhouse as part of um, his 18th birthday present. In fact, you know what? I was at I was at Ocean State Paracon, and I I you know we saw Andrea Perrin there, and she doesn't call it the Conjuring House; she calls it the Farmhouse because yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Well, to that's her. the Farmhouse. So I'm yeah. trying to get away from calling it the Conjuring House because I don't want to sensationalize yeah, it that's like what that. People know it as I know, but we were in the basement, and they were taking pictures, and they absolutely freaked out at one point, and I don't blame them. They weren't like. They weren't, it wasn't like the people on Sasquatch Hunters or whatever that one is. Like every, <laughs> yeah, the Bigfoot Hunters every and all that in stuff. The, in the forest is, is, that's a Squatch, you know. Um, but they were, they were kind of got freaked out a little bit because there was something right near the boiler. You know, you know, in that house, there's that long part where the boiler is at the end, right at the bottom of the stairs. And when you looked at the picture... It, I mean, it reminded me of the Mothman. It looked like a dark, shadowy figure with green eyes peeking out from the yeah. side of the boiler. And they did. I, we we so we she, were like she swore she caught something. Yeah, on, on her picture, and she was so excited and, and it about was it. And it looked pretty good, right. in, the, in the picture. So we stopped, and it was Scott. I give him props. He goes, "Let me see that." And she, t he took a picture. Same thing. So he goes, "Ace, go up to the to the boiler." Stand right next to it, and I want to take a picture so I can get like a field of like what's the depth oh, of wow. this thing, like right? A real investigator. Yeah, I, I was so <laughs> proud of him, seriously, because let's face it, that's a scary place to be for someone yeah. who's not really big Chicken into shit. yeah, big into paranormal. <laughs> there you go. But he went. I went up. He took the picture, and then we kept looking at it. We kept looking, and we ended up realizing it was a joint. On copper piping near the, near it was the, the solder thing. on two it was the solder on two copper pipes when the flash oh, hit in. It, it, it created two two. It wow. literally looked like eyeballs. and that's why it looked like it was peeking out because it was an elbow joint and that's so it looked debunking. Oh. Yes. Well done, guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was so I, proud of him. Because I felt bad because she was she like was so kind excited. of deflated. Yeah, you ruined it for other people. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's it just right. the fact that we could recreate the photo over yeah. and over at will. <laughs> just seemed too i was like no she, that 
that didn't. she still got her money's worth because yeah. when Cody and Satori showed oh up, God. shit went down. So but Steve, yeah, that's fine. Uh, when you do reveals to clients, do you find often that people are disappointed when you've debunked some of the claims? I was just going to ask that question with? too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's okay. I did it for you. Well, are, <laughs> that's why are, you bring me are in. Are they disappointed or yeah. relieved? It all depends on, on the client. Uh, there are some people who um, they do. They, they get kind of disappointed or they are so sure of it, no matter what you tell them, that they're not going to, you know. They still don't anymore. believe you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. And that's fine. Wow. Too. And then you say, Do you know who I am? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, paranormal investigators get, get uh, a little more. Uh, you know, bummed out than than most clients. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They they get a little like, oh, you know, are you saying it's not a ghost? I've and, investigated yeah. this place fifteen times. I've seen yeah. so much stuff here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it it really doesn't do any good to fool. No. Uh, we always want it to be a ghost. That's so much more fun. And I mean, right. unless there's a family and they really don't want a ghost, then mm, right, right. Either, you know, but for their own safe uh, sake, but. Um, as an investigator, you always want it to be. A, that's why you're there. It's, right. You know, yeah. But, but in the it, end, you're trying to find the truth as well. That's right. And, right. you know, it's just so much. Uh, you can only go where the data and the evidence, if you will, points. leads you. Yeah. You know. And But you guys are only there for a short time. Some people, you know, they live in the house, so they're going to have a lot more experiences than you guys in the few days or the week mm -hmm. that you get to spend there because you can't predict it. And that's one of the things we found we did the, when we did the pain house investigation last year. It wasn't really a remarkable investigation. We really didn't see anything, find anything. A couple of EVP, you know, K, K2 meter, you know, lights went up, but nothing, nothing remarkable until Tom reviewed the evidence and caught some EVPs mm -hmm. afterwards, you know, but, you know. I, I happened to go to the pain house a few months ago while they were doing an investigation and I stopped in and as I was walking in, Ken was coming out and he was like, I got to find some headphones. I think we just caught a little girl's voice like clear as day. Everyone heard it and it kind of stunk for the folks that were on the investigation because they got this voice within the first hour of being there and then they got five hours and of nothing, nothing. <laughs> and Ken had to explain to him, look, this is... People will come here and not get anything all yeah. night. Yep. <laughs> you Welcome. know, you're Welcome. lucky you actually was, heard something. I was going to say, you're preaching to the converted. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> Welcome right. To paranormal. So, I tell people this all the time. Paranormal investigation is boring, so right? boring. It's not yeah. as exciting as the edited 45 minutes on TV that you get to see. Right. It's hours of sitting around with nothing happening. Hours of reviewing audio and video with nothing coming yeah. up. Unless a car so, goes by. Yeah. And yeah, then, well, yeah. yeah. Scott goes, Someone's Scott goes, was that a growl? <laughs> and, and we're like, no, it's a car. A car just went by. Calm down. So, so let me that ask you this. That's my first investigation. When Steve, you were, right? <laughs> when you got into this while you were, you know, when you were young. So, how old were you when you assembled your first team? And how did you find people? Because this was before, you know, widespread. Did you go on like, you know, AOL chat rooms and go, hey, who wants to look for ghosts? You know, ASL. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Um, it was uh, yeah you're right it wasn't in, in the early the early days uh, but uh, I had a, a tight sort of network of, of people I had already known and I would uh -huh. go to uh, lectures by uh, the Warrens and, and oh wow Raffis and go see them uh, talk and you know we did create a, a little bit of a New England 
uh, community there. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, uh, really through radio stations, um, oh, okay. interviewing, and, and there was um, uh, D. Snyder, the singer of the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a, a radio show in Connecticut. Yep. Oh, wow. And uh, I was his uh, paranormal guy, you know, and uh, oh, wow. we would do some interviews and we went to a place called Dudley Town together. And did, oh, like, God, yeah. Yeah. And we did Famous little, place like, in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to go there with him. You know, that was it was pretty cool. But I actually met a few uh, people that ended up joining my team that way. But it was mm-hmm. mostly just through networking and, and people finding me. Uh, I also uh, taught a, a class at the Boston Center for Adult Education. Uh, oh, wow. Met some team members that way. Uh, but uh, that all happened, um, you know, I, I started putting my own team and not just investigating and, and doing things and sort of piggybacking on other people's investigations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was probably 19, 20. Yep. What was it like investigating? Because I lived in I lived in Springfield, Mass. for an entire year, one whole year. And I went to and I wish I know you you're going to know it. The billiards place downtown. Was it Sylvester's or what is it? Smith's 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 the the bill. It's like a second floor warehouse with all of these old billiards tables. And I, I remember going there. In when I lived there between 97 and 98 and going, man, this is freaky. This place must be haunted. And then I saw you guys investigate it one year. I'm like, holy shit, I used to go there for for pool every every Thursday night after work. Went there looking for chicks. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were looking for other stuff. But what was it like, you know, investigating places that you you know, maybe you had grown up hearing stories like of something that was haunted or um and then you got to actually investigate it. Yeah, that you know, um, Theodore's, Theodore's. That was a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, that came about. Um, I, I was a little later in. Yeah, uh, I was there when I was say twenty one, and um, for legal purposes, and, let's say twenty one. Yeah, yeah, of course, well, we yeah. were all twenty one. We're going to we stick with twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, was, uh, having a dinner, and and uh, they, you know, were. were cued in or clued in somehow you know what i do uh, on the side back then mm. i was living but and uh, they brought me around the place brought me in the basement brought me you know up, up a floor whatever told me about everything yeah and so i just kept going there and um yeah and then brought it up to the team it's like we should investigate this place and, yeah that's how it happens a lot for me cases come about where you're just in a place or somebody knows you and says, oh, well, my friend does investigating. And then next thing you know, you're talking to that person. Yeah. Right. Like last year, our comedy friend, Bill Simus, yep. was doing a comedy show at a mill in Warren, Massachusetts. And it was an old, old mill. And he, they, you know, the owner gave Bill a little tour. And Bill was like, this place looks like it's haunted. And the guy was like, oh, I've got some stories to tell you. <laughs> and he told him some stories. Bill's like, well, my friend Tom, he does paranormal investigation. Next thing you know, we were in that mill doing an overnight yeah. investigation. And it was unbelievable. Cody and Satori came with us. Yeah. Da, you know, uh, DaCosta was with us and, and Rise Up. And it was amazing. It was amazing. But it was just because one person mentioned yeah. well, something. And, and you'd be surprised rolled. at how many places that we do comedy that have stories oh, of yeah. being haunted. Like Scott yeah. books a show, speaking of Connecticut, at the Bradley Playhouse in Putnam. Mm-hmm. And that 
you guys actually were there on an episode of Ghost Hunters. What was it? Early season, right? It's like yeah, like season five maybe or something. And it was um, about the dark lady that walks along the back two, of the theater. There's two known entities so tell, that everyone talks about. But there's the lady in black, and there is a they think about a ten to twelve year old um, young girl that back in the 1940s fell off the balcony and died uh, when she fell into the lower level. Now the lady in black. There is at the end of the balcony, they now it was a, a box where the wealthy people would sit back 120 years ago. Um, and now it they have some lighting up there and stuff, but nobody uses the box otherwise. But the lady in black supposedly sits there and watches all the shows. And numerous, numerous people have seen her sitting there watching the shows. Um, Tell them the story about when you were there during COVID. My though. daughter has has claimed she's been in plays there and has claimed to have seen a shadow sitting up there watching the show. Um, during COVID, the theater was sh shut down, obviously. There was no live performances. On Friday nights, we were doing what we call the virtual variety show. The members of the theater could send in recorded songs and pieces, and on Friday nights, I would introduce all these recorded numbers. It was me and three people in the theater. That's it. They were running... All the, all the boards and everything to show the numbers, and I was sitting on stage by myself introducing the numbers. And I'm sitting there one week, and we're, I was introducing the numbers, and, and while the numbers are playing, I'm just sitting on stage by myself. And one week I'm sitting there, and I introduce a number, and I'm just sitting there waiting, and all of a sudden I notice in the very back of the lower level seats is glass uh, separating the walkway from the seats. And I notice a shadow go from right to left. And I don't think anything of it because a lot of times you see the reflection of the people where that are sitting in front of me. So I don't think anything about it. And then I introduce the next number and then I notice the same shadow go from left to right. But as it's moving, I look down. All three people that are in the theater with me are sitting down. Oh, Nobody's okay. moving. <laughs> and I just kind of froze. And you at didn't that know point. about the story at that time. And, right? I, and I come home and I'm kind of talking about what I saw that night, and my middle daughter says, oh, yeah, it's probably the lady in black. She's probably watching you. I go, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? And she tells me the story, and then the next time we had a comedy show at the theater, I'm talking about it, and the office manager goes, oh, yeah, she's been known for years. She sits up in the upper... I literally, for the, <laughs> the next five shows I did there, I never looked up when I was on stage because I didn't want to see. If I saw a shadow, I'm like, I'm going to freeze. I'm not going to be able to tell a joke, nothing. But the last two times we did a show there, we just had one this September and we had one last March. Um, I did glance up there, but I can't see because of the spotlight in my face. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. can't see up into the balcony. So, mm. But I just kind of glance up and I look because... I kind of I'm not as afraid as I used to be, but you know there there's constantly downstairs when people in the dressing rooms you hear doors open and close. Mm -hmm. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of stories about yeah, stuff yeah. going but on. But you know she's there. You know. Yeah. Now but you know. I, you know she's got. I well, hey, she, if she's a comedy fan, she's getting great shows. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell I, her that. I gotta I'll ask Steve though. Uh, you know how uh, when oh. a doctor. We'll go to a party, and everybody at the party starts asking him about this ailment oh, or that ailment. Oh, do you get that all the <laughs> do time? Do you get tired of hearing people's stories about ghosts about their own everywhere ghosts? You go? Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's always nice to to chat with people. Um, it depends on 
uh, where I am, I guess, or, yeah. or what I'm doing. Um, but sometimes you get stopped at inopportune times and people will... Like you're on your way to the bathroom, you got to pee really bad. (laughs) Or you're at the urinal. (laughs) And some guy next to you, aren't you? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, that's happened. I've asked people to. Oh, I'm sure. Can we talk? Can you not stand down at me? I got to ask you, you mentioned Dudley Town. Now, once we started talking about paranormal, because of my friend Tom bringing this into my life, good, bad, or indifferent, um, I did some living in Connecticut, in eastern Connecticut, I started researching places in eastern in Connecticut in general and Dudley Town comes up as like a number one place that's known in Connecticut so you've investigated Dudley Town because I guess nowadays it's no trespassing oh is that that town that's in the middle of the woods that no one can go to it's, yeah or? supposedly it's like it's off limits so did you actually investigate Dudley Town uh, I've um, I mean I've been to Dudley Town I'd say at least 10 times and- wow. did you get evidence from there at all no, I never. Okay. Really? Nothing really. Yeah. Just, no. I. I mean. I mean. I. I don't know. If I, this is terrible to say, but you know. No, that's fine. Age like seventeen to twenty, maybe. Uh, I, I would go quite often. You know, just to explore and sit trespass and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like always exploring. It, for years, it has been a no. There's a a society, a dark entry society, uh, who would actually kind of like walk around there and try to keep people out um wow uh, is that but, the place with the trees yeah. shaped like a cross is that no the same place? no oh, that's a different that's place. that's in brooklyn connecticut that's okay. the uh, old right. trinity church right. um I'm confusing that, my connecticut spot. yeah, yeah that's, no. that's another whole this place is just altogether. like an abandoned town that no one knows why it's okay. abandoned but it's full houses and whatever mm-hmm. it was Back, like, like an actual town okay yeah, the old foundations are still there. Right. Mm. Supposedly, the like everybody in the town got sick or something and and died. Mm. Or is that what the history is behind the town, Steve? Yeah, I, I mean, if you look into the you know the the legend and and mm. lore of it, you know, the, there's a lot of different things from curses to yeah uh, it, poisonings. But likely, it had to do with um, them not knowing how to farm properly and, and being far away from uh, most things. Uh, it, it does seem that way that they were probably uh, poisoned through their own crops. Oh wow! Um, yeah, uh, uh, but it is a, a, an interest. I mean, I don't know what it was like when it was a working town, but now right. you right uh, you have to walk a good, I think maybe hour and a half through the woods. Uh, to, to Holy get out crap! There. Yeah, uh, and is there too. is there no water source near there, like pond or river Not or anything really. like that? There isn't. No. Wow. So now you could see, yeah, if they. You need so, that to farm. Not a, not a good place. <laughs> Irrigation's to kind of important. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, you guys wow. mind if I go into the weeds with some technical stuff? Please, please no, please. go ahead. Because um, uh, I don't I get defi- a chance to talk to someone. Yeah, like this no, very we often. definitely want to talk to you about um, your book. Absolutely, for paranormal investigation. Yeah, which I've been reading. Well, actually, I've been listening. He doesn't I, read I did the audio book. Yeah, he bought um, the pop-up version. So <laughs> I got paranormal investigator type stuff. Yeah. One thing I want to ask is, you guys obviously use a lot of gadgets on TV. Um, but are there any gadgets you guys use for investigation that you don't necessarily use on the TV show for one reason or the other? Like they don't light up or they don't make noise, so they're not really good for TV, but something that you use? Um, that's a good question. Not really. Uh, we tend to use just about everything we have. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times when maybe it doesn't make it into an episode, say, mm-hmm. because it's not as... 
maybe you know yeah um, well you only have so much time so you know yeah. one gadget didn't do anything interesting then why bother putting is, it in are is, there certain gadgets that you count on more or you find say, are more there, reliable yeah do you have like than favorites others? there's a yeah there, there are sort of our, our uh you know our, our quick grabs the ones that are always with us no matter what the yeah emf detectors and and uh of course digital recorders and, and mm -hmm. right some yeah. sort of video recording device whether it's infrared or, or full spectrum yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah we always have those uh, laser grid uh, i love the, my two favorites if i can jump in my two favorites i was waiting for you to say laser grid because you can't fake that like if something breaks the beam of light it's breaking the beam of light yes. like i've seen so yeah. many of your shows where you you know it's going down a hallway and you see a disturbance in those lights yeah. and something yeah. is we've, there we've had some luck with the grids those come in and the, handy and the other one is the, the is that the flare camera yeah, that, yeah, that's flare, yeah. heat yeah. the that's heat thermal, yeah Yep, that's that's those are my two favorites and i've never yeah. used either of them but those thermals are, my favorites. are tough to get they're expensive so yeah. most teams don't use them yeah, <laughs> yeah. talking thousand dollars or something i've looked yeah. into it yeah um the tv show bought that yeah yeah <laughs> you guys, they said hey what do you guys need uh we need a flare yeah yeah uh, we need we need five of them it wasn't until like season three that they were able to get one yeah. of them. <laughs> um so i wrote a book about gadgets and tools for investigating hold for applause and <laughs> so i'm really interested in the tools and stuff so i have two questions one is um uh, you see a lot of shows that use things like spirit boxes ovelis they'll do sd's method but you never see that on ghost hunters and i'm wondering if it's because you guys just don't believe in them as much or you just lean more towards scientific approaches why is there a difference there um you know um i, I think you know, I don't know Estes method. I don't know what that is, but um, I think it is what's just known as real-time analysis, uh, which we do yeah, all It's basically a spirit box, but somebody's listening and can't hear the questions, and then they, they just spit out what they hear. Well, that's just somebody putting their name on real-time analysis. So every yeah, yeah. team yeah. in its own regard, whether you want to call it mm -hmm. someone's method, I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, real-time analysis, we do that all the time. Yep, yep. Uh, every, I've seen you guys do that. And um, uh, spirit box and stuff, uh, we, we, you know, we do use it. We have used it. We have them all. Um, but to present it as evidence to a client and stand behind it, um, yeah. for us, it's just not a tool that is there just yet. Um, if there's yeah. something else that supports it, then and that's only adding to the evidence then yeah. fine but if that's the only standalone thing then well, you, you need to make, make sure there's a pattern to it you know yeah. two is a coincidence three is a pattern mm -hmm. uh, so you need to see that and you can't let it lead you uh, right I can't be saying oh are you in here where are you and you hear lamp oh it's over next to the lamp let's right <laughs> yeah 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 make it makes sense it, so and that's why i think uh recognizing patterns in that is but there are a lot of investigators who uh you know i trust dearly who get great results with it and it seems to uh, be something that perhaps someday we, we should implement uh, yeah more but uh it's just uh yeah but we, we have it's them just, all we use them all yeah it's just not a tool that is like your go-to like you said and and everyone's like that you know yeah. i mean mechanics are like that that there's certain tools that you're most comfortable with there's other tools that you'll use but they're not 
they're not your go-to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have them, and and not to say we don't use them. They they come in handy sometimes, but right. Um, you know, if you're focused on that, you may uh, it, it could be saying anything, and, and you don't know if it. You really don't know if it's real or not. So yeah, yeah. if you're spending a whole day based around uh, it, just uh, not yet uh, for for me anyway. Yeah, if someone was to try to come up with a gadget, like what do you see as a future gadget that would really help with data? collecting and paranormal investigation like what haven't we developed what where should we be looking as far as technology in the future i mean you'd have a good opinion on this you've been doing this a long time you've been to a lot of interesting places you've used every tool out there i'm sure but where where what what should we be looking for when we use a gadget or what gadget could we invent that would help us even more i think uh, we need uh, it's going to sound really nerdy and crazy but we need a way uh, to have a, a blanket EMF that can uh, look at the molecular level, for instance. Um, we want to know uh, how something can move in, in the environment. What can it happen? What are the mechanics behind it? And that's going to all come through particle physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we can figure that out through, I mean, the, the step <clears throat> some sort of gadgetry that's way above my yeah, <laughs> yeah we got to get some real numbers imagine. in on this yes so <laughs> yeah that's what it's going to come down to that's the only yeah. way that anything can manipulate our environment and, and yeah. we need to crack that code how could they do it so we can make it easy yeah for them? did they uh, and this is a, a naive question but because i'm sitting here thinking and when you're saying this i remember when we went into the uh the stables at the pain house we initially, again, based on what we learned from you guys on the show, we did an EMF sweep because we knew, you know, there were there were like old wires in there. So we were able to catch the EMF, you know, pinging when we went near the old wires. Is is there an EMF camera? And could you see that being useful where you put it on a room? Now you can see the electromagnetic energy coming from wires. You can see them coming from all the other places. And now if you catch something on mm-hmm. camera, holy crap, this yeah. isn't attributed to the wiring It'd be like or something else. like a thermal camera, but it picks but up it, electromagnetic energy. Almost a way to filter out that Holy shit, I got to patent this stuff right before this anyone hey. steals it. <laughs> I'm I'm recording this, Steve, just in case you start patenting this. <laughs> that's right. it's I Steve's want just a book. small cut. Yeah, that's his next book. Copyright exactly. Scott Higgins how, Live. Productions. How I invented how I invented the EMF camera. No, no. So, so yeah, before, we want to talk about the book. Yeah, before we talk yeah. about the book, yeah. I wanted to ask about some of your favorite places yes. that you've investigated over your career. Some of those because we ask comedians about wow moments yeah. that yeah. they've had in their career. What were some of those? moments some of those places. can i rephrase it though yes please scott tober is about scaring scott so instead of your favorite place the scariest place yeah. or thing that has happened to you let's see if we can make scott sweat yeah, a little because we want to take scott on a road trip someday <laughs> and we want to know where we should put yeah, a pin in that map we're looking for vacation ideas <laughs> yeah um i hear well, cancun is nice yeah. <laughs> for me I'm in a. I may not be the best candidate to try to scare somebody because it doesn't scare me. Um, or right. most most active places um, you've been yeah, to must yeah. have been scared. Or, or some time. of the most interesting places you've been to with a lot of activity. Well, the biggest spiders. Yeah. Is he scared of spiders too? I'm not so. afraid of spiders. No, <laughs> uh, there has been uh, a few few times. Yeah, uh, there was a case I did in Enfield, Connecticut. Uh, not far from you, Scott. Long time ago. 
Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I just drove through there last <laughs> week. Yeah. You were, it, it went to the Conjuring House recently, right? Uh, pretty yeah, he was at the Conjuring House recently. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, there I, I did see a, a table flip over, if that scares you a little bit. Uh, Literally fl- little, like just flipped over. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, oh, hell no. the, uh, the family say to me that uh, they were, you know, going to leave. and uh, As they I should. Would, yeah, I went uh, and we all just sort of it was me and, and like uh, the, there was a, a grandmother, a father, and like a, these two kids and uh, the mom, and we sort of just all hung out in the Motel Six and talked, and it was actually really fun. Went back the next day and, and went at it again, uh, but there's a place uh, called Buckstep Manor where uh, Tango and I had an experience there. Really, uh, it was really uh, pretty crazy, where. Uh, we were hearing uh, voices getting screamed at us, uh, literally screaming in our faces in a ballroom. And we were walking through the ballroom and they were getting louder and, and closer to us. Uh, and I don't know how to explain this. Uh, I, quite honestly, um, it's a pretty crazy thing that happened. But when we made our way over to the kitchen, all of a sudden, all of the uh, pots and pans and ladles started flying, uh, not like floating and flying, but literally banging around and, and falling and really around all around us. And it was really crazy. And I remember Tango just looked at me and he had to scream because it was so loud. And he said, just keep going. <laughs> we, uh, wow. we going. Scott would be like, I'll be in the truck. <laughs> yeah. Feet don't fail me now. Uh, so that was like a poltergeisty type of a situation wow. there, maybe. I, it, I mean, it's I, I don't know because it did seem to be a human in, in nature. Most of the things happening yeah. um, could have been, um, I mean, poltergeist in the sense that you would think of moving objects. And, and yeah, that. right. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really, really pretty. pretty where great. is where is that? Buckstep. Uh, that is in Washington, Massachusetts. The Berkshire. Oh yeah, yeah. I knew I had heard of it. Oh. Mm-hmm. My ex-wife is from Pittsfield, so I know that area. Washington yeah. is. It actually is on the New York border, past it's Pittsfield. Absolutely right. Oh. Absolutely right. Wow. Um, but that was actually a, 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 a that that did scare us. It did scare me. I grabbed on the tango and, and we got. <laughs> That's cool. I never heard of that. Oh, place. Wow. I've had the luxury of investigating a lot of places that ghost hunters. Had been to because you know we were in Rhode Island and you guys used to stay local, especially in the first few seasons there, um, and it probably made sense to stay local because you could go home at the end of the day. Right. Um, but I wanted to qu- ask a question about EVPs. Um, for me, my favorite gadget is an audio recorder. I think EVPs are the best data and evidence I think we can collect out in the field right now. And that's how this all started. I used to come on and play EVPs for investigations and, and scare the pants off Scott a little bit. Um, my time with Rise Up Paranormal, we, we got to go to a lot of great places and we caught some really great EVPs. But my question is, what you, your opinion, because nobody knows what an EVP really is, because I've done some experimenting and I've got some theories, but I wanted to hear yours. What is an EVP? Is that a voice that is being presented and recorded but in a spectrum of sound we can't hear or is it some sort of an electronic imprint onto our device because you know they used to get them on analog and we get them on digital um or is it some other phenomenon that we're just not sure of what do you think how do you think evie because i don't when i investigate i don't investigate who or what i'm always investigating how how are they saying that not who's saying it i always want to know how they're doing it so what's your theory on what evps really are 
I think there could be a, a, a few different uh, things in terms of the, the mechanics behind it, how they get from the environment to our ears. Um, one, uh, there is uh, really strong evidence, both scientifically in terms of scientists, not us, but mm. and in the world of the paranormal, uh, that a lot of these voices could be coming from different uh, mineral deposits uh, and have just been right. absorbed. And there have been scientists who can send sound frequencies into the sides of mountains uh, that uh, contain a lot of limestone, sometimes quartz, yep. and retrieve those sound signals uh, or sound waves, I should say, excuse me. Um, and uh, at a later date, you know, what they do is they create a little explosion or they do something nearby that releases that same uh, sound wave or, or they've even been able to do it with uh, thermal energy and, and different types of, mm -hmm. of energy. Um, so that is one possibility. Um, another uh, is, of course, just as we think it is, there, there is a way uh, that we can't figure out that uh, a spontaneous voice is created here in the physical world by something uh, we can't see, whether we record it uh, or whether it's in the environment. If it's in the environment, it's not going to be an EVP. You know, it's just going to be a uh, disembodied voice, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because sometimes it's an intelligence response. Sometimes it's just maybe residual. a residual thing. But here is what I experimented with. And I got, and I got lucky with this because we can't predict when an EVP is going to happen. But my theory was always that it's something electronic that they're doing, something with the electromagnetic field around us. And what I did was I took two identical digital recorders, and what I did was I disabled the microphone on one of them by jamming a clipped-off end of some headphones into it. So that microphone was disabled. You could press record and scream into it. It wasn't going to record a peep, not a sound. And I took both those recorders and started them at the same time, right next to each other in the same room, and at one point, I got lucky, and I caught an EVP on the digital recorder that could record sound. And when I looked at the uh, sound file for both recorders, the one that had no microphone, it was just, just straight, you know, slight static. That's all. You know what I mean? But at the same exact time print as the EVP, there was a spike on the one that couldn't record, hmm. which makes me think that it was manipulated not by sound, but by something electronic. Hmm. Um, and that always kind of blew my mind. Well, like you said, if it's electromagnetic energy, and that's yeah. why I wonder if you said you caught it on digital and analog, and I don't know enough about the, the technology, but if it's electromagnetic energy, yeah. could it still imprint on an analog? Well, I mean, these were both digital. They weren't yeah. analog, but they were identical. But yeah. one of them couldn't pick up sound. There was no way it could pick right, up sound. Right. But it was still But on it picked record. up the electromagnetic energy. Yeah, so it picked up something in the same exact spot that the other one picked up audio yeah. that we that didn't hear. Just keep in mind, though, the, the Earth's magnetic field isn't in of itself anything other than a conduit. So mm -hmm. you'd still need to find out what it was traveling through the magnetic field that got to your recorder. Right. Um, because the magnetic field in and of itself is, is uh, uh, you know, uh, not going to, I don't think. Uh, Create, right. Yeah. It's a conduit, like you said. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's very, very. Uh, That's interesting. Very interesting to think of. I think you're onto something uh, in the regard of it being uh, frequency based like that. Uh, yeah. Because we mm -hmm. do, you see those spectrum analyzers 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been able to see patterns on certain uh, frequencies that seem to be around when we've gotten EVPs, that sort of thing. Uh, and that would mess with the EMF. Uh, mm-hmm. so that makes complete and total sense. Uh, yeah, quite often when we've gotten an EVP, if we had a K2 meter next to it, a lot of times the K2 meter would light up at exactly the same time point as the, the EVP, EVP is recorded, yeah. which also could tell you that there's something electronic going on. And that was what led me to my experiment was, well, let me see if a, a, a recorder that's recording that can't hear sound could actually pick up an EVP. And itself. that's why we needed EMF camera. <laughs> that's right. Well, yep. We're on that. We're on that. So let's <laughs> I, ask I Steve I'm about sorry. His book. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry I, know. I went into the weeds with all that's that. That's all right. No. No, no that, those are great questions and out. you got an expert. Yeah, no, but, I'm nerding so, out. Yeah. So. But that's why we have you on during yeah. Scottober because you bring that that element to <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah. we definitely want to talk about your book because yeah. now here you've been doing paranormal investigations since you were in your teens or 20s. What made you decide to write a book now? And and Tell us a little bit Tell about Tell us about it. the book. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, um, the book, it, it has been quite a bit of a, a road in terms of uh, time. You know, mm-hmm. I realistically started writing it five or, or six years ago. Um, but some things happened, including, of course, COVID, that mm-hmm. uh, right. a little more uh, difficult to do research and, and get into different, uh, get your you know hands into different things. Um, but... Uh, aside from that, uh, it, it is a, a collection of you know my most memorable uh, moments during uh, some of my favorite investigations, mm-hmm. and it's not always memorable in terms of uh, paranormal. Uh, although there is a great paranormal story to each chapter, and, and some quite scary, uh, mm-hmm. but some really really nice. But it, it's anything in terms of something I, I may have learned uh, uh, that I you know use in my my own life uh that i've learned about the you know don't don't try that because it didn't work out for her or you know that kind of thing you find yourself really learning a, a bit about yeah. life through uh diving so deep into death it's paranormal yeah like don't lean over the balcony at a theater because you might die <laughs> well, don't, don't look up in a lighthouse down in uh florida D- down, yeah in st augustine florida st augustine florida don't look that up. shit's creepy <laughs> that was one of my um, favorites of your I'm, I'm listening to the audiobook yeah. right now which you you read it yourself or um, wrote it uh, well he wrote it and, and he read, read it. it oh oh you, know, you mean he i'm narrated listening to it. the audiobook yeah, yeah. yeah he narrated it yes yeah. he's reading it to me is <laughs> how right. i like to feel well i'm like obviously he read it <laughs> i like to it's feel his i'm book. in his library with him and yeah. he's just reading the book to me oh okay <laughs> <We've>, <laughs> now we've, that you've got the visual we've, of we've his got library a nice, we've got a nice yeah. cozy blanket yeah. around us all right it got creepy it got creepy go ahead ask him the question by the way it's called a life with ghosts and i want to say that you don't have to be a fan of the paranormal to really like this book it's really about his story and then it's each chapter is like another story of its own so it's almost like little short stories because mm. each chapter is about a different place he's investigated yeah. and just like the tv show i've noticed that he throws in uh extra information to explain what they were doing and how they were doing it and little behind why, the scenes why you should do this and not do that and how to be safe and yeah. things like that um, and that's what's always been important on the TV show, and that reflects in the book, too. So Thank I you. highly recommend it. Um, so this right. is your first book, right? This is, yeah. yeah. First book. And um, it uh, was a really 
a different experience, obviously, from the, the TV world, but mm-hmm. uh, so much fun and, and really eye opening. Uh, and uh, I had such a, a, a good time uh, going through all of just really well, you reminisce a lot in it, which oh, is, yeah, of course, yeah. And you get to put a lot of extra detail in, you know. So yeah, if you are a fan of that Ghost Hunters, on the show, you're right. going to remember, oh, I remember that episode. And, oh, wow, that happened? We didn't get to see that. Or I didn't realize this part. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, Jason's written a couple of books, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I know Dustin has written a couple of books. And then some other people you've worked with, Amy Bruni's got a book and Adam's got a book. Is there any like fun competition going on as to who's going to be the best seller? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to sell the most copies? Yeah, do you, you come in like each that? week with your, any, re, your report and go, you, Are you going, Jason? hey, Jason, uh, I'm number three this week. I don't know. <laughs> so that means we got to help Steve sell the most books. <laughs> yes, well, yes. I so you got to help him Steve's sell the book. most books. <laughs> No, we're just all very, very fortunate to yeah. be, you know, yeah, that's able awesome. to put a, a book on. The fact that, you know, I have a book in bookstores, uh, I can go to any bookstore and say, look, uh, blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now, if, pe- cool if people want to get your book and they want to order it online, I'm assuming Amazon is a great place to get your book. Um, it where you know uh, we can put the link in the show notes, obviously, for anybody that's mm-hmm. interested in Steve's book. You know, obviously, Tom gives it his endorsement. He's been listening yes. to it. Yeah. If you're interested, if you're a Ghost Hunters fan, if you're into paranormal investigation, like Tom said, it's an excellent book. Um, definitely check it out. Go to the show notes. Um, it, Anything anything else we can promote for you as far as like website, social media, anything like that, Steve? You know, the book, uh, of course, Ghost Hunters, and uh, they can catch me uh, around the country. Uh, me, Jay, Tango, Sherry, we always like to get out there, meet people, say hello. Uh, Doing a lot of paracons yeah, you, and stuff like that, right? You guys are very good at that, at getting out and seeing your fans and, and getting to a lot of those paracons and stuff like that oh, and interacting with people. And, you know, that that's another thing that is really good about you guys. Yeah. Thank you. We, we've always enjoyed that part of, of what we do, just seeing the faces and, and hearing the stories from other people. It's really cool. Now, do you, a uh, quick question, do you get to see, because obviously over the years of Ghost Hunters, that like everyone knows the show, and when someone's not on the show anymore, does that necessarily mean that you never, you guys never investigate with them again or never see them again? Or do you still investigate with people that used to be on the show, but they've just moved off of the show? They're still involved in the paranormal world. No, no. no. Um, it's pretty much uh, you see us just you guys the core group and and i get it because people move on they've got other things going on like once you're out you're out that's well no like my daughter my daughter had had to have her wisdom teeth out and all and it was during covid and Mm -hmm. we're checking out and all of a sudden i see the guy with the mask and this big spiky hair and i turn to my daughter i go that's dustin from ghost hunters (laughs) because he was he worked at an oral surgeon's office Yeah, well, again, Dustin, he's on the new new Ghost Hunters. With he us. is yeah, on. Yeah, he's no, been on a few right, episodes. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. So, but yep. what you see there? Yep. Oh yeah. Um, not that I, I wouldn't. We just. Um, yeah, it's just Dustin's all of a sudden a you're guy. in different circles right. now. Right, and right. Now, means, you know, uh, uh, the team or whatever. It's you know, the, the television world is a little more complicated than just right yeah. and, and have some fun. You know, yeah, fun. right, right. Now wow. you guys have had. Um, some celebrities investigate with you on yeah. some episodes. It seems like a lot of celebrities are getting into paranormal now. 
Um, like the Osbournes are doing Meatloaf. it. Uh, well, Meatloaf well, was a guest on their show, but I'm talking away, about yeah. like celebrities who are just going off and doing oh, their okay. own shows. Okay. Oh, really? You know, Rob Lowe did a show for a season. Yes, really. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, the Osbournes have been doing it. Um, <laughs> what's her name? The porn star. She went off and did it. Yeah, for but a I don't while. take those seriously. No, no. I don't but take I, those my seriously. question is like the Osbournes. It's just you... Ozzy trying to find his old demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not investigating ghosts. He's investigating. <laughs> Looking for the ghost of that bat he bit the head off. <laughs> Sharon! Do you think that all these people that come out of the woodwork uh, are hurting the field of paranormal? Or do you just think it's no big deal? It's just whatever it is? It depends on how they're doing it. If, yeah. You know, if they're out there sensationalizing saying, it. Right. That, that would be pretty terrible. Uh, if they're also out saying this is how. You're supposed to do it. Watch me. Learn from me. And mm-hmm. that could be a problem. But yeah. if, if they're there just saying, I, this is something that really interests me and I find it quite intriguing and I'd like to learn. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or, yeah, or, or, you know, see how I can. Um, I don't think that a TV show should be their first foray into it. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless they were already interested in it for yeah. some sure. reason. Right. right, right. Exactly. We, which some are. <clears throat> Did you have a favorite celebrity that is investigated with you, or is there any that you wish you could investigate with? Ooh. Um, well, Meatloaf will always be the yeah. Know, he seemed yeah. really because he it. seemed really into right. it, and he yeah. took right. it he was seriously sincere. and was he sincere. was sincere. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, yeah he really did. Um, loved it, and we were very fortunate to work with him a, a few times, and uh, you know, a few of us got, got pretty close to him, especially Jay. You know, they, they yeah. were right. So that that, uh, but they've all been really really cool. It was awesome to work with uh, Tori. We had Tori guest uh, with us from the show MythBusters and, and a bunch yeah. of oh yeah, yeah. Um, but he's been you know a very good friend of ours. Uh, he's been a, a best friend of mine for almost twenty years now. Oh wow, so that was nice. cool to finally like mm. wow we're gonna work together like holy cow right. So that was really awesome. They've all been uh, really cool, but uh, but I'd say uh, uh, Meatloaf is is the uh, the best. And, the and you don't have to if he if he's a dick you don't have to say it but is Josh Gates as cool as he seems? Oh, Josh is great. No, I, he's, uh, he just seems like <laughs> such. Yeah, don't break my heart. I no, love Josh no, Gates. I love Josh Gates. I think he's just such a cool, down to earth, but funny guy, and I really yeah. like him. And I, you know, another Massachusetts boy. Is actually. he? Is he from Mass? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh wow, that's okay. Ace is not as cool as he seems. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> not, not a dick. No, no, no. he's he's a dick. All right, I asked Jason no, this and. And we appreciate the time you've given us. So, but I got to ask this because I asked Jason this last year. No, you can't be on the show, Ace. No, no, oh. I ask. I ask him that every month. Are you kidding? Do you know how many times I'm like, when do you need a comic to come on the show? Come on, you've Jay had that. rappers, you've had all these other people. He, Bring a right. comic on. He texts a Jay that once a week. I know. I know. No, there was an investigation, and I it, it was infuriating. But I think it gave you guys credibility I, I know because you say. immediately debunked the bullshit almost immediately on the show. That place, it was a restaurant. Was it in California or San Francisco? I'm not I want to sure say he already knows. He, yeah, he knows it was a mean. restaurant. It was, it was all rigged. Where the guy had basically. it rigged with speakers, speakers in the ceiling and, yeah, and stuff. Yep. I was watching that show going, I don't know how they didn't take that guy out back, beat the shit out of him, <laughs> and throw, in his, throw him in his own dumpster. 
Mm-hmm. Were you guys as pissed off when that happened? Or did you guys, were you guys like, all right, we get it. This guy wanted his restaurant on the show so he could get, you know, oh, was on Ghost Hunters. But how stupid are you to think that you're, that professional paranormal investigators aren't going to know there's a fucking speaker yeah. in the ceiling? Um, <laughs> you know, that, that it was very, very disappointing. Yeah. Because you traveled, especially for you. Was it on the West Coast? Yeah, you yeah. had to drive. You had to drive to that fucking place <laughs> to have this asshole have speakers in his in his ceiling. I would have been living. You know what? But good for you guys for showing them and exposing yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. but yeah, go we ahead. I'm sorry. Good. I jump ahead because I'm pissed. Uh, we, we were all really bummed and, and even a bit mad, you know. But, yeah. Um, we had to realize that there was a long lineage there of a, of a haunting uh whether or not they are now currently, you know, oh. doing some some you know weird weird stuff. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if they put the stuff there or, or thought we were, but I, I thought maybe we would just turn a blind eye to it and, and kind of just go along with it. Right. But, uh, we what ended up happening is it was so so comical mm. that we were just ended up laughing the whole time. It would right. be like Halloween sounds like yeah. And like a, exactly, a, a mask would fall and like hang on a string, and like things like that, and be like, "What do you guys?" Yeah, doing? it was like a cheesy haunted house that you do in eighth grade for like, your friends, like right? Investigating the haunted mansion or something. Yeah, right. at Rocky Disney. Point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even Disney. Um, but you know, they apologized and said, "Well, we, yeah. you know, it's always been there. It's been there." Were they? Did they right. bring it up just for you guys, or was it something they were actively doing for customers or something? Um, you know, there was some. Actually, the what's kind of funny is one thing they told us is that the chandeliers would shake on yeah. them, like sway, and that's something they've been saying for years and years. And um, we actually found the mechanism in the pulleys in the room. <laughs> oh, jeez, they were broken. So I think it was Jay or, or Grant. One, one of the one of them were like. Hey, we fixed your ghosts, you know. Like, <laughs> and then it actually started working in the chandelier. Right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we fixed your ghosts. We fixed your ghosts. They were broken. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What, is, you know, what are you going to do that to? Right. Yeah. No, but it was just a huge waste of your time, and especially knowing that, you know, it was on the West Coast and you had a – you know, you had to drive all the way out there for that. But I mean, I'm sure you guys kind of bundle shows together too, so that you're not going to the West Coast for one investigation. You're going out yeah. there for a month and you're doing a couple of investigations around the same time. I almost want to say, and I don't know for sure, I almost want to say, was that the same season you guys did uh, the Queen Mary? It wasn't. That, no. Okay. I think it was later. Okay. Oh, you know what? I could be wrong. No, because I feel like. When we did Queen Mero, Tango was Queen Mero. Queen Mary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tango was was a little newer to us. I think that was like okay. season two. Okay. Monster Beach, I feel like. Uh, I believe that was when we went and did um, the Black Dahlia house. The, the oh, Japanese yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it was around that, that time. Now, did Dave, last question, I promise. I promise. I'm just geeking out. He's hanging out. I've right got now. six more of them. I know. No. When, when, uh, when you guys investigate with Dave's dad, was his, was his, I love it. it. It's like literally looking at Dave 40 years from now, you know, but was he a paranormal investigator already or did he get interested through Dave being on ghost hunters? 
Uh, he was not an investigator, but he was completely into it. That's how Dave got his interest. Like he would mm-hmm. just give Dave the books and they were really into like weird New Jersey together and like all okay. the different. Um, so that's where he got his interest in it from. Uh, but I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah. I really believe Bruce started investigating uh, like once Dave was out and doing it. And, and, and he doing had, it. Yeah, his dad. Um, yeah, his dad's super cool. He's such uh, a nice guy. Let's seems get, like let's it. get Dave and his dad yeah, we'll on the Dave show and his next dad year. Next year. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> we'll you work go. on that. Can you confirm another season coming up of Ghost Hunters, or is it still up in the air? Or um, you know, that's uh, not for me to. Uh, uh, that's uh, you know how network they yeah. like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no. Listen, hey, Jason you had the. the Jason had the chance to join tonight, and he didn't. No, no, he's traveling. <laughs> he's traveling. We, we know yeah. he's traveling, and yeah. it, you know what it is when Jason comes in. He likes to be in studio because he likes to drink the bourbon with us, and then we go to the <laughs> local cigar bar after. So, uh, <laughs> it was a drinking podcast. I well, I'll tell you what. Mountain Dew. I know that you know. I, I won't give away your exact location, but I know you're not that far from us. So, uh, if you ever want to come down and be in studio, you let us know because we'll. You know, Jay lives in the same town as me, so we we see each other all the time. But uh, anytime you want to come on, if you write another book or you want to come down and promote the book, we, a- anytime we would we'd we love to have we you. We drink back. fine bourbons. And we also go to a local cigar bar and smoke fine cigars. Yes. So, so uh, we don't cheap out. <laughs> no. So if you ever you want to make the road trip down to Rhode Island, and you let us know. And it's on us. And and Jay will let you sleep at his house. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. We watch movies all night. And probably That'd be there you go. I'll make there you popcorn. There you whatever go. you guys want. Sure. <laughs> make a slumber party. <laughs> the only thing is Ace does like to snuggle. I, I've stayed over. But and- I'm. He does like to snuggle, but I'm a little guy, so you can. I'll be the little spoon. Okay. <laughs> all right. It just got really creepy all of a sudden. Yeah, I apologize. That was really spooky. Steve's, Steve's like, nice Steve. meeting you guys. I'll never be on this show again. <laughs> Steve, Steve, thank you so much again, people. <clears throat> yeah. Check out his book, Life with Ghosts, uh, available on Amazon, Amazon or anywhere you order books. Yeah. Uh, you can also download and listen to it as yep. Yep. Tom has. I, I got it on Spotify, but it's on Audible, Audible, Spotify, wherever. And uh, yeah, I um, I want to get it. Down- I'm, get it. Go- I'm on the road a lot during the day, so I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to download and listen mm-hmm. to it. Um, check out the show notes. You can check out. Um, I'll put Steve's uh, Facebook page up so you can see where he's going to be appearing. Go meet him. Um, check out Ghost get, Hunters. Obviously, get your book signed. Get your yeah, book right? signed. You sign some books. There you go. Yeah, yeah. and because yeah. we got to get him beating the other guys in their books. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yes. That's, our That's, That's our goal tonight. Our goal tonight. He is. needs to sell more books than the all the other guys through everyone else's books it's all about steve's <laughs> yep. but again thank you steve so much yeah. this was an steve, honor was to a have pleasure. you on tonight pleasure yeah. to, to yeah. meet you virtually thank you guys. again thank you so much for your time take care we'll Good talk night. to you and that, that was, was steve steve gonzalez i was so happy to have him on man what a, what a pleasure such, what a nice guy i knew he was gonna be like that though because you know what it is mm-hmm. he's like that on camera he's just a down-to-earth yeah, yeah. Guy. laid back you know and just a uh you know 
just a good guy. Yeah. You, know, you can just tell he's a I was good glad, guy. Tom, you, you got to ask some of those. Some more. of the geeky questions. Well, thank yeah. you. I hope I didn't like take over. No, no dude, I, that's I the some, whole reason why some, we have you on. I really wanted to ask technical questions, maybe yeah. some questions he doesn't get asked a lot. And that you know? that's and why when you started said. asking those questions, yeah. I just kind of like, yeah, yeah. all yeah. right, I'll well, set my bourbon I felt like he peeked up a little. No, he even said it. Wow, that's a really good question. I hadn't thought of that. So, no, that was awesome. He's like, thank God. And I was also auditioning just in case. In case they need a con. Oh, no, so he's cock blocking me. I wanted to be the comic no, on Ghost what, what I like to see goes, that's a really good question, not compared to those stupid questions the other two guys keep asking me. <laughs> like about fucking spider webs. <laughs> those guys are bringing up fucking spider webs. Off with spider At least you webs. asked real questions. <laughs> All right. But Tom, Maybe a spinoff of comedians doing ghost hunting. Well, I mean, they've done spinoffs before. Yeah, so, well, you know. I did talk to Jason about that. So yeah. we'll talk off air about... How many bourbons had he had at oh, that point? Well, not enough, because <laughs> he didn't agree to it. He didn't sign the contract. He yeah, he but, didn't sign anything, so not enough yet. But one of our former guests had an idea, because mm-hmm. let's face it, like mm-hmm. I said, we play... Mm-hmm. In a lot of haunted places. Oh yeah! Like you yeah. did the th- you did on your podcast. By the way, my paranormal story. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hold for applause. Hold for applause. A great, <laughs> a great podcast. A great podcast. Definitely check it out if you but, guys you, enjoy you. what we do in Scotttober. Mm-hmm. Tom has a great <clears throat> podcast, Amazing. my paranormal story, where he tells excellent, excellent stories of his actual experiences on paranormal investigation. But yeah. this year you did. Put. You but read it th- just right. This year, <laughs> you did uh, you did one on the Carriage Inn. The Carriage And we've Inn. all done comedy yeah. there. Yes. yes. And yep. so wouldn't it be cool... And Ghost Hunters investigated. <clears throat> and they, yes, well. they did. Yes. That's yep. right. But we got to But wouldn't it be cool to do a show somewhere and then a paranormal investigation after? That would be cool. Right? That would so be cool. we're going to talk after the show. Interesting. After the show. We're going to talk mm-hmm. after the show, yeah. as our Skip friend Daniels Skip Daniels, the Daniels. Prince of Mystery, after says. After the show. We need yeah. to come up with a good name. I already have you got it. The name. Oh, I yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah. So anyway, we've been mulling around. Like, something like Ace Acido Presents? Is that how no. it's oh. Ace has already been drinking <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was, um, I, it was a I, lot of fun. I actually did. I, you know, I'm starting to really enjoy Scott Tober when we have conversations with somebody like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, he's just such a down to earth guy. Um, I will never go to Dudley Town. Oh, I would love to travel. I, I would go right now. Yeah. I will. Let's ne- do it. Road trip. Get some flashlights. I will, I'm going to need to start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I will Tom's never. been sober. Listen, <laughs> we've broken a lot of sober people oh, on I'm this sure. podcast. Sure. I will Alan never Monroe. go to that place in Enfield he went to. Oh, I want to go. I will never go to Washington, Listen, Massachusetts, where he got yelled at by ghosts yeah. and pots cool. and pans that thrown at Well, I mean, Ken DaCosta has been uh, offering to do an investigation at, uh, at the... The Bradley Playhouse. I have we to need get to that do done. that. So I have to get that done. That's that would on be a me. great night for Theaters all of us to do. Always fun places. That, to know? That's on me to get that done. So I'll. Yeah, I'll, that's know, up I'm to in me. on that one for sure. All right. But anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. He was a fantastic guest, and please, 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 if you have any interest in paranormal at all, check out Steve. Check book. out his book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He has such an interesting story. How he. <clears throat> Not even just the paranormal stuff. He was going to be a police officer right. at yeah. one time. He just was his be personal a, story. He was going right. to work a jewelry store at one yeah. time, and then he ended up falling into this. Into this, you know, yeah. This was never the plan. Wow. Um, so it's interesting to see how his backstory led him to this and how a lot of those experiences from his past 
have helped him with what he does now. Yeah, yeah. it shaped it's who cool he stuff. is now. So yeah, it's cool stuff. That's really cool. Tom, again, love having you on. Thank, Thank you, you so Can't much for having Just love you. Uh, love having you on in general, but especially this time of year. All right, folks, we want to hear from you. So email us at what is it, BTF Pod? Be, no, behind the funny pod at gmail.com. Behind the funny pod at gmail.com. Give us your ideas for the next Scottober because uh, he is not getting out of this. So if no. you, I don't care if you say, listen, we already talked about it. We're going to go to Ohio and see the mixtape, nah, guys. We're going to take guys, Tom with us. Oh, okay. We're going to go to Ohio. Uh, you guys, we're going to do a show. Uh, Wait, we're going to do a show. And then we're going to investigate. Awesome. You and guys are you the, investigating that? And that'll be the pilot for the show we pro- produce oh, and that we propose. What's the location? Uh, what was the name Ohio. of the place? I don't know, but you Jimmy guys listen to something oh, like that. Yeah. It's it's a, a well-known. So, yeah, it's a bar and a it's saloon. It's a, a bar saloon mm-hmm. that's well-known that. yeah. for being haunted in the mm-hmm. Ohio area. Yep. And so they told us, they said, we'll get you in, we'll do a oh, show, and then we'll do right. an investigation that night. Let me know. I'll dust <clears throat> off my equipment. Oh, you, I, uh, <laughs> I already did when you let me borrow it. Oh, that's but right. It was we'll in your dust car it off again. <laughs> you guys listening have are way too busy. So no, they're not. No. They're gonna have a Don't blast. Don't worry about it. Hey, folks, we want to thank you We're so much go for to listening. Cleveland. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna go to Cleveland to it's go to the full distillery. circle, Scott. Full circle. <laughs> no, we really want to. Th- he used the bourbon to, to pull me back in. <laughs> I'm pulling his mic again. We really want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, as usual, you guys are an awesome audience. You listen every week. We get great feedback from you. We really appreciate it. If you really want to help the podcast out, please, again, consider giving us a five-star written review. It takes two minutes out of your day. It, it, as much as we beg every week, it really does help us. It helps more people. So when they type in comedy podcast, the more five-star written reviews we have the more people find us so please consider doing that uh also uh you know tell a friend about us we're trying to grow the the podcast if you've got friends that like comedy podcasts or paranormal podcasts tell them about behind the funny and scott tober and tell them about my paranormal story exactly uh throughout the rest of the year and then uh you know if you go to buymeacoffee.com look for behind the funny and uh, we've got a uh, we've got a little what is it like a GoFundMe thing where we no it's buy me a coffee yeah but we're not buying coffee we're buying no bourbon. they buy you a coffee they donate like yeah five bucks so one it's a one time yeah, so donation it's like to, it's like a tip jar kinda. yeah so to buy us a coffee just but, know that we're not using the five dollars for a coffee we're saving it up for a fifty dollar bottle yeah, it's of bourbon definitely going to bourbon it's of course de- yeah, it's it's buy oh, yeah. me some bourbon that's what it should yeah byob by <laughs> we're, we're, being, we're being transparent and honest <laughs> that there's no coffee buying whatsoever no we're gonna call it <laughs> it's called buy me a coffee no. but it's really buy me a bourbon we're gonna call it buy b-u-s-b no, B U. How many times did you A-B. try to spell that out? B U A B. Buy us a bourbon. I don't know. It's late in the show. <laughs> we should have wrapped up twenty minutes yep, ago. Yep. But listen, folks, you'll cut all this out. Thank you. No, he won't. He doesn't edit. Uh, we we I, really I leave it in and let you. him sound like an ass. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate. Well, that. no one's listening anymore at this point. No, no, <laughs> no. Listen, we really appreciate you listening. And other than that, we will talk to you <laughs> next week. Once again, the name of that podcast is Behind the Funny. 
with Ace Aceto and Scott Higgins. Look them up. Give them a listen. Uh, they're always very entertaining and very funny. And during the month of October every year, you'll get to hear me on there as well talking about paranormal stuff. A big thank you to Steve for actually taking time out of his busy schedule to talk with us. And it was a lot of fun. It was a blast, a bucket list moment for me. And thank you to you uh, for always listening and supporting this podcast, My Paranormal Story.